0: Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put internally at your disposal.
1: I love that there's a countdown, man. That's very pointless. So, so how's your guys' <laughs> faith journey? It's been pretty good. It's a day by day struggle, you know.
2: All right, what do we got? Very nice. Oh, before I don't I don't think there this is just a shout out. I don't think there's a topic here, but uh to the Hentz family. Um Andy and Angie, Mary Lorraine, Charlie and Sarah, they're awesome. They go to MPH, they're listeners. And um but anyway, Mets, I thought you would like to hear this that, um, just got to, to visit with them a little bit after mass and they had listened and, um, we're just, they were talking about your insights to that, uh, talk on fatherhood that you shared on the Mm -hmm. cast a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and like fathers should bless their children. And what were your three points or you had a few points in it? You remember them off? Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Um, it was, (laughs) it was fathers bless your children. Um, pray for them and offer sacrifice or or teach them how to pray yeah nice and offer sacrifice so awesome
2: but anyway they were it was it was very cool to um to hear because they they are big shout out to them they're they're really legit and i enjoyed uh just hearing that it, it was a fruitful thing to listen for them but i was like man and i had thought about it a couple times since and it was cool to hear because that talk you gave that was good stuff Man, so I thought you'd appreciate to hear it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, I'm glad. I'm glad. <clears throat> well, good. Well, how have you guys been since uh, since getting back into the grind?
0: Pretty good, just catching up and, and whatnot. Um, chapel things are happening. Um, I'm excited about that gotta make all these little decisions you know about the aisle and the pews and the floor and hopefully once all those things get ironed out sign a contract we can just start to start hauling through this thing right get it beautiful for next year COVID will be over the chapel will be done the coffee shop will open
2: the newman center will be a veritable powerhouse You enter the eschaton next fall, it sounds like. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) That's the hope. That's always the hope. Mm. The parousia. (laughs) Which would kind of make the, I don't know, does our worldview say that that all that work was worth it or it was kind of pointless because the end of the world came? But it's because we cooperated with grace, right, that the parousia comes, like the kingdom is breaking through. Yeah. Yeah. So the stuff that we do in cooperation with God's will endures, or, I mean, not the physical. I don't think the chapel is going to last for eternity, I'm guessing. (laughs) But my trying to do God's will will be valuable in eternity, I presume. I don't know. We should ask Bishop Barron. (laughs) Let's have him on. Yes. He'll know. He will know. Well, speaking of Bishop Baron, speaking of things, <laughs> did you guys want to try to um, kind of download some of the ideas that we had, and maybe even break the fourth wall and and talk to the listeners straight up, men to men and women
2: and children, if they listen, about our ideas? Yes. I say we yeah. have this be an idea podcast, and I, I do sincerely, I feel like we've done just so much for him in the past, and I hate to give out free advertising, but we probably should thank Word on Fire and Bishop Barron for having us out. Was that, that was just last week. Holy cow, that was so amazing. But yeah, I mean, we you know kind of put the guy on the map and everything like that, so it's just. He did owe us one. I, I felt like I felt like that, too. I didn't want to say it out loud. It was a but. long time coming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was well, very then, funny at one point when he
0: said, uh, I must say I'm not a faithful listener to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if we expected him to be a listener at all. <laughs> he's a fan, though. He's definitely a fan. He's a fan. He's just not a listener.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I must yeah. say I'm not a faithful listener.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we, maybe. We did, oh, go ahead. We did do a we did do a lot for him out there. I mean,
2: there yeah, we put up that little curtain thing. We yeah,
1: totally. We put up that curtain thing for him. We
2: ate his food. Listen, no way would they have eaten all of those fresh strawberries without us. Out us, and yeah, they would have had to true. throw them away. Mm-hmm. Like that's something. Yeah, that's absolutely something. And
1: we read through his book and gave him insights okay. on his own book (laughs) which i think he was grateful for (laughs) i saw him taking notes at at some point (laughs) no that's not true i never saw that
0: yeah i guess i was thinking about the whole idea of a three dogs north board well the whole idea of maybe taking this more seriously than we've taken it because every every time we've talked about developing the podcast as you've pointed out juice it's been as a quasi joke and i think i've been reflecting on it part of that is because it's our sense of humor but also part of it may be a defense mechanism because (laughs) we don't we don't want to pretend like we are a real podcast lest we become posers because we don't even we don't have that kind of cachet or listenership but um i mean just looking at the stats there are there are a substantial amount of listeners you know in the thousands um I don't know that they listen every week, but between Spotify and iTunes, we get about 1,500 to 2,000 downloads per episode, so that's um, not insignificant, and uh, we don't get that many emails. We, we only have contact with actual listeners very rarely, but I think another thing that kicked this off, other than just being inspired by Bishop Barron and his example of uh, an online apostolate. I was getting a few emails recently about uh, people having conversions and things like that and having us having not everything to do with it, but at least something to do with it. And I'm l- looking for the email now, but do you guys remember the name of the lady who became Catholic?
1: Yeah, it was like, um it started Sp- with a, a K, Kieran, wasn't it? That sounds right.
2: Kieran's I feel like we should have this up. right. Hang on, I'll try to look <laughs> it up as well. It was an awesome email. <laughs>
0: Uh, see i i'm just looking at my three dogs north at gmail.com uh inbox and it's mostly spam from people trying to get us our number one spot
2: on google <laughs> uh cariana 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 yeah that's, Cari- a, that's cariana. a big shout out that was super cool mm-hmm. um but we've had
0: a few few emails like that and uh makes one wonder if the Holy Spirit is at work. Well, he must be because we did not do that. (laughs) Our conversations did not cause a transformation in the soul or an assent uh, to that invitation. So if the Holy Spirit is doing something through the podcast, then we should take responsibility and and try to discern what is that and what's what's his will there. So the way I was hearing it from you guys is the idea of having some some uh, some super users, some listeners of the podcast who uh, participate in the production of the podcast, or at least in brainstorming what is valuable about it and what can we do to make that even better, maybe even grow the audience. yeah. Do you guys want to kick in and
2: what your yeah, thoughts are sure. on that? I mean, I think <clears throat> overall, and we should say, <clears throat> actually, I do feel a pull to make a very sincere, not that he's a faithful listener, but uh, public thanks to to Bishop Barron. So he he had us out for a retreat last week in Santa Barbara. And yeah, just beyond grateful for, for that guy, all the work they're doing and kind of the um, just the witness that he is and Um, everything, but even before the time with him, um, it was, I mean, I think we've been talking about this for at least a few months. Um, but it's been coming before that same thing, just a way to view it maybe a little bit more as like an apostolate from the Holy spirit, as opposed to, um, you know, frankly, it was kind of a joke that we started in seminary, but that's been like seven years ago. Um, (laughs) Right. And so <laughs> but uh anyway, yeah, I think it'd be kind of the basic idea. Maybe I think we're looking at starting um just a, a small um advisory board in the next couple months and with with the hope of um just having some a few more resources like brains to to help um yeah, maybe maybe kind of hone in on where the spirit is is leading, um, maybe get some practical help on just like general editing stuff. Some, some of that type of work and everything like that. But I will say though, I mean, I think we're, we've been very clear that the, um, like the origins kind of the core of the podcast of just kind of riffing the three of us will, will stay. Um, and then if it kind of grows, something else from there you know will um we'll see but what what was the i mean even do you want to talk at all bisk about like the idea of maybe doing a like something live once a month or and trying to be a little bit more consistent on like our our podcast themselves and i don't know just some basic ideas we're working through but
0: yeah i think um i wrote this in the description of the podcast um I'm starting to feel I hate talking about the podcast on the podcast because that itself is kind of a departure from. But this is an extraordinary episode. So if this is your first episode. Just stop and do a different one. Um, go back and listen to all of them. Then come to this also morning. go back and listen to starting with one just going all the way through, which that's another amazing thing. Sometimes I get emails and people say I, I've spent the last three months going through your entire catalog. I'm like, you shouldn't have done that, <laughs> uh, but it's amazing that I, I think what i wrote in the original description was not knowing the audience is part of the strength of this project it's kind of this just throw it out to the universe objectifying the subjective, making making an audio file of something personal which is three friends having conversation um who happen to be priests and so their conversations are are normally christocentric on around the same things but um you know, like inspired by Bishop Barron, I think in many ways, um, talking about things in the culture, things in our lives, um, reading our lives through the lens of of divine revelation and our vocation to the priesthood, and um, that has been kind of the focus that I think is to me the kernel that you know to depart from that would to be change the, be to change the podcast fundamentally, but. Knowing the audience actually might help because um, while I've kind of thought of it as the unchurched is the target, part of the reason to be kind of incognito with the title and the logo and the philosophy tag rather than spirituality and religion tag on iTunes and things like that, is that I always thought it'd be cool for someone to stumble upon it because these are the kind of podcasts I've always liked to listen to, which is free form conversation. people whose sense of humor I enjoy or uh, just personality is is fun or easy to listen to and I don't feel like I'm sitting down to to listen to a book on tape or a lecture or something like that Um, story heavy things like that Um, but I would be curious to hear I mean we hear from a certain cross-section of our listeners I think um, who are usually faithful Catholics but sometimes these these folks that are Kind of on the fringes or like investigating Catholicism, looking us up, finding us on a Reddit thread or or through Bishop Barron, to be honest. I mean, there is some cross pollination, even though we did get him a massive amount of listeners. He's he's thrown a few our ways as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 live thing. So part of this was started because um, Joe Pug got me on Clubhouse. Well, I should say Joe Babcock uh, initially tried to get me on clubhouse and I was resistant. And then Joe pug with his star power, uh, convinced me to join it. And, um, I haven't used it very much cause I don't think there's very much interesting stuff on it, but if you haven't heard of clubhouse, it's kind of like a live audio chat, social media, um, that instead of posting things and leaving them up for people to comment on, you actually join a room and it's only audio and it's like your little avatar, blinking as you talk. And there can be people on stage and people in the audience and people on the stage can be moderators who invite people from the audience on stage to do Q&A. And um, sometimes there's just open rooms with a very vague topic. Sometimes there's like a certain celebrity who comes in to talk about a certain thing. And, you know, there's hundreds in the audience. Um, But like a lot lot of social media, it's mostly about clout and how many followers you have and things like that. But I, I just thought it was had a lot of potential for what I think would be cool with the podcast, which is a little bit more interaction um, with the actual people listening. And um, so one idea, an example of an idea that we could kick around at a a quote unquote board meeting would be um, the idea we we threw out there in California, which was like a Monday morning uh, homily prep where we just like take a first look at the readings together live on clubhouse, the three of us on stage and then whoever's around and has the app can sit in and, and join us and listen to us kind of riff like we do on the podcast, but towards the end of what are we going to talk about on Sunday? Um, because as far as I know that besides like the lanky guys do like a very in-depth Uh, scripture study on that but they do a lot of prep our kind of brand if you will is lack of preparation and just freewheeling it Um, (laughs) I don't know that anybody else is any other priests are doing that and kind of letting people in on that conversation so stuff like that um you know how do we how do we are
1: are are you saying that you want to
0: hear these ideas from, from the listeners? Well, a, I would be curious if anybody was like really wanted to participate in something like that. Um, not just like give us ideas, like you guys should have a daily YouTube show, something that like we can't do. We just don't have the time to do, but I I do think we are, we've talked about being more willing to dedicate some time and energy, especially if this is bearing fruit for God, like, okay, Um, it's not just something we do at 6 30 in the morning on weeks that we happen to have time to do it. You know, it's something we could commit a little bit more time to, but also to be realistic, like what is, what is the value here at all? And what, what would be a good investment of our time rather than just trying to, I don't think any of us want to get quote internet famous from the podcast. Um, We do want to monetize cash in hard. Yeah, um, hard cash, obviously. or
1: as we've always said, oil or gold. <laughs> uh, especially we've been very economy, consistent on that since the economy. beginning.
0: Oil yeah. is going up, 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 up. Um, but we do want to. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too mad at getting quasi internet famous. I don't want to. I don't want to be a notable person on the internet very much. But unless it serves Jesus, so that's the most important thing. Is like what. Um what
2: can we do to be more faithful and uh reach more this is not like our that? strong suit talking about this but I feel like what we're saying to the listener today is hey we're going to start like kind of praying through this and discerning it and and looking at it as an apostolate so hopefully you know becoming a little bit more Um, consistent, looking at some new avenues to, to not take anything away from the, the, the origin of the form, but maybe just to, to add in certain ways that the spirit are leading. So I think what you're saying too, Bisque is like, yeah, if there's ideas on there or out there, like sincerely let us know. And we can, can, if we try like the weekly live thing or something like that, we, we might have some ideas like that coming that we'll just put out there and see, see what happens. Um but is that kind of sum sum it up or is there there more to it? We had a tagline this past year with COVID, freedom to
0: fail, um, with my staff and the missionaries, because you know, I could see doing a clubhouse thing and nobody shows up. But the nice thing about that is that we would be talking about the readings and helping each other prep for our Yeah, it'd still be good regardless. Um but I'm yeah, I'm I'm ready to fail and be embarrassed. I think my Comment about the defense mechanism was like we've always kind of said we would do this anyway, we'd have these conversations anyway, and we're just kind of posting them. And in the beginning when we had 80 listeners, that was a lot. Um so uh you know, and Baron was saying that about his his videos, like he would get a hundred views at first, and they just kept putting out content, and that that was my brother's advice when we first started. Um was just keep doing it until it's good and we kept doing it and I don't know if it's good, but it has a decent amount of people who like it. so we've gotten one of the two.
1: we've just kept doing it yeah don't know if it's gotten any better but
0: but i I also think it would just be fun and more relational. It does feel just a little bit impersonal I don't have I don't feel the same obligation to podcast. There's a few people in my life who say like hey, you haven't put up a podcast in a while. But that is very rare. You know, normally this is just like a thing I shoot out into cyberspace and randomly get emails here and there that people are yeah. listening. But I think if we actually had faces on a computer or if we had an in-person summit of uh, symposium, our, yeah, Three Dogs North Symposium, and we saw the people who, who need us to feed them these conversations on a weekly basis, I would feel much more responsible and probably disciplined about it
1: well and i and i think that's you know with rob's summation point there is uh you know the the podcast it, it feels like it's being invited to well us like a maturation in what we're doing here and so it's not changing the essence of what it is like obviously it'll stay the same but being yeah more intentional about it and uh yeah treating this like what it is which is is a gift from the lord and i think that that does mean more consistency baron was huge on that consistency and then trying new avenues of approach where um besides just putting out our podcast into you know spotify and itunes and then word of mouth you know spreading the name of the podcast is like possibly trying new forums as well um but i mean my big takeaway was, was that, yeah, it it did start as a joke. That's fine. That's that actually makes a lot of sense to me that that's where the origin of this podcast would come from. But then the essential part, the friendship, it's just um, being deepened. And so it's really fidelity. Well, trying to be faithful to what the Lord's leading us to. And yeah, I, I think that does mean just being more intentional and allowing the podcast to mature into what the Lord wants it to be. Um, and what, whatever comes, comes. And I I love the, and we talked about it out in California, but I, I love the homily prep idea going through the readings. I think that would be too easy. That would be really fun as well. Uh, and like you said, even if nobody shows up, you know, who gives a rip, we're still going to be able to prepare our homilies and, um, and pray through it. So I think that'll, that's too easy. I, I I think we should do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, my point is it's just, it's not a changing of things. It's, it's a maturation of things Mm -hmm. where it's, you keep the essence of it, but be more intentional about it. And we've all felt that. And I know I I can do a better job.
0: Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I think you could do a better job. You, you're you not allowed to say that
1: <laughs>
2: only i can say that about me it would be nice if you could do a better job though oh <laughs> come on you're just piggybacking off of what he said well i mean that's how the spirit moves though like our <laughs> discussion this morning there was a maturation I think to that's it, and, like we're not collegiality
1: we're yeah oh. <laughs> collegiality uh, uh. No, that's called plagiarism. Okay. Well, it's interesting. I tried to make that argument with
0: my teachers.
1: No, it's just, I'm just building off of his ideas with his words. I think
0: Jim Carrey said, uh, imitation is the most sincere form of plagiarism. It's
2: a good line. Anyway, if you guys have more thoughts on that, but it's interesting, something that you said, Bisk, um, in there. And I think it was from. I know it came from Bishop Barron last last week, but it's how he defined prayer at one point, and he talked about like prayer as it's the act of like reading your life through the lens of divine providence. And I, I love that definition. You see you were you used it in some form talking about, um, yeah, just kind of the fruits of friendship and and like how the the podcast has allowed that to mature in certain certain ways, but to, to read your life through that particular lens or just the practice of being able to, to read your life. And, um, but I like that a lot. It's, and it's kind of, it's similar. It's like the same vein of what we're talking about today of, Hey, this podcast, like the friendship that is kind of exhibited, um, is it's just it, like you were saying too mike it's just a gift man which is really um cool but i i just love that notion of prayer as reading your life through the lens of divine providence so something like the podcast it comes up and you're like yeah this this should mature and be dynamic and um certainly stay true to the core of the thing which is the friendship but I've just been thinking about that a lot in, in general, uh, but that's, that's the story of my life, man. Like is just everything has been at the hand of, of providence. Um, and there's ways that I still don't understand in it, but does that make any sense? I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I just really like that lens, like that type, that definition of, of prayer. And I think it's fitting for like, this type of discussion around, hey, what we're going to try to do with with the cast. But I found it to be very fruitful in in other areas as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's the the relationship between a type of um, and I don't mean these in political terms, but like a conservatism of conserving and being consistent to and faithful to the to the essence of of a thing. But then also a type of like liberalism, like a type of freedom for things to change as well. And yeah, I think what I hear you saying is looking at our lives and I guess the podcast in this instance through the lens of, okay, well, what's the essentials, which is like God, which is Jesus, keep the Christocentricity, which is born the fruit of a friendship. But then the things that can change, like have the freedom to let them change, not hold on to the non-essential stuff. So yeah, that's kind of cool because it's like, okay, cling to Christ as he unfolds the story of salvation and the stuff that isn't essential, like have the freedom and and the detachment to to let it go and let it change and be dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, but always around that living center. Uh, I, I, I think that's our goal more than anything is, okay Christ like we want to be close to you and we experience that in in our friendship here and in the podcast and it seems like you're present here so yeah let's cling to you and whatever you want us to change or add or or stay the same like it's all got to come from you but being attached properly to Christ I think gives that freedom to be free uh, to to let go of yeah and to include and and to Uh, to fail. Like you're saying, Connor. Um, So that, that's kind of what I hear you
0: saying. Yeah. And I might just add, I I think um, the the whole Catholic idea of being saved in community. um, I think it's, it's a little bit of a mystery. I don't know that I completely understand it, but we've talked about it before on the podcast, like the CS Lewis idea. I think you mentioned maybe years ago, Mike, the idea that everyone's friendship with god which is so personal and kind of secret to their heart in this life is revealed in the beatific vision where not only do i see god face to face and enjoy my particular relationship with him but i also share in the fruits of everybody else's um, particular way that god has loved them and and changed them and and brought them to fullness of sainthood um sort of like the way that you know, the three of us, this would not be the same if it were just one-on-one conversation, but you add a third person in and you got you guys as your friendship, my friendship individually with you. And then, um, like the, the, the crossing of those network lines creates a new essence or something, you know, um, that then we open it up to an audience and, and they can share in the fruits of it. So in a way um, that discernment happens uh, and there's, it's not just like a practical utility thing, like, oh, this is how you best discern is have meetings. Um, we certainly fall into that, into an excess sometimes comically, like we just meet and meet and meet, uh, but never do anything. But I, I found in the past year, one of the gr- graces with um, the challenge of COVID and everything and trying to have an outreach ministry that creates community in a world that's like totally shut down of anything you normally lean on to create community. Um, this small coterie of, of staff and focus missionaries and student leaders, we had to be very intentional and free to fail and free to throw out ideas that sometimes weren't great or didn't work. Or sometimes we like needed the help and correction of, of somebody else's insight. Um, you know, we, I said this in California, but one of the great, um, things inspired by the Holy spirit that has been super fruitful is praying a holy hour every day with everyone on the staff in front of the blessed sacrament first thing in the morning. And then, you know, every other week we'd have a staff meeting right after the holy hour or have a, you know, it's kind of like a formation, session right after and, and growing together, um, with each of us looking at Christ and then coming around a table and saying like, okay, what, what can we do here? What is God calling us to do here? It changes the conversation and it's not just like, oh, I want my idea or I want it my way. It's, um, it's not perfect. You know, people, um, we all need to grow in our, humility and our courage to bring forth an idea when when the spirit moves us uh we have to cooperate with that grace in other words but when that grace is fundamental when it's the primary thing that you realize like everything in your life is a gift um even even your job your mission has been given to you as part of god's providence and in saving your soul then it changes the conversation in terms of like uh, this is not my possession this is not something i own And therefore, it needs to be the way I want it to be. Um, So I think it's a natural fruit to me of what this podcast has been, why it's been such a gift to me in my life and my priesthood, you know, through these seven years. I mean that started when I was a deacon, like three months before I was ordained. And so it's been sort of a living log of my priesthood, which has been really cool. And you guys have encouraged me a lot. And I think I've encouraged you. Yeah. A sort of a wisdom figure, older brother, even father. I don't know if you guys consider me a father. Um, I hope you do. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been in community. It's not uh, just me out here, you know. Um, and so including some other people in, in that discernment, uh, certainly we are going to be able to fire people at will, um, no doubt. Well, yeah. Uh, anytime anybody says anything that challenges us or tries to tell us that we need to change, you're immediately excommunicated from the three dogs North, um, family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it It, was always encouragement.
1: Yeah. And you basically, you did that to yourself. So (laughs) that's on you. We're we're helping you. Okay. (laughs) And so anybody who says anything that's different than what we say,
2: you're done. We're just stating the The truth of what's already happened. Right. Just really clear. Okay. But no,
0: you get what I'm saying? Like the, there's, you can overdo the conciliar synodality thing where it's just like, you just talk and talk and talk and never do anything. But, um, I guess where I'm at now with seven years in is that we've done something, you know, like we've been pretty consistent. We've taken three month stretches where we don't do it. We sometimes do it once a month rather than once a week. Um, but I mean, we've been doing this podcast for seven years, and it's decent. So, yeah, um, over seven years, it's pretty amazing. I you, think we can. Think you don't ready. know priest.
1: You don't know priesthood without us.
0: That's right. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it, I will shout out. Um, who's your the, daddy now? This guy, Father Patrick, who I met at uh, <laughs> S- or SLS in, in Phoenix, who was ordained a couple years ago, and um, through seminary and early priesthood, he was listening to us and. It was kind of cool we said we stood next to each other in a procession line we talked for a while and um yeah there's it's a vocations thing too like well you know not that we're models of priesthood but i think what i read in reviews and emails is it kind of quote humanizes the priesthood in a good way not just like the uh what's that guy tim who's in the seminary with us i'm yeah who said being human doesn't mean being the worst version of yourself <laughs> on the contrary um like human in, in the in the good sense of like like i saw bishop Barron put out a happy birthday to bob dylan yesterday because uh, he turned 80 and he just played like a verse of a dylan song with his harmonica and his uh guitar and i think that's so cool that's like something that he's loved since he was a teenager is mm. listening to bob dylan and playing bob dylan and obviously i'm a musician. I like to play music and I have like 12 people that listen to my music that I put out that takes a lot of time to do, but I just love doing it and it's part of my personality. So it's cool to, cool to kind of see that. Um, because that's even something my sister asked me, I've said this before when I was considering the priesthood, she was like 13 or 14 and she said, are you still going to play guitar? Um, Yes, I still play guitar. So I think that's that's cool to me is like, if I were, and honestly, to be totally candid, part of the idea for the podcast, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the actual cast, but me and Scott Harder listening to Catholic stuff, I hate to give them the shout out, um, although they're decent <laughs> guys. Um, Catholic stuff you should know in the Holy Land. We were were listening to them because we were roommates and we just, we just throw it on and chill and listen to them. And, but my favorite parts were always when they would talk about their own stories, like in the parishes, they were, you know, two or three years ordained at the time. Some of them were still in the seminary. Um, and I was a seminarian and it just felt like, oh yeah, I'm not alone. And this is, this is kind of cool. We mutually encourage each other with our stories, uh, and our challenges and, and, things that make us happy, things that make us sad. You were church um, to each other. We were being church as church. And um, and that's really special. It is. Oh, mama. <laughs>
1: oh, mama. Um, we've also kicked around the idea of, um, yeah, not just doing other forums on, um, on the internets with, just audio bits or, or types of video bits as well. But, you know, exploring some some writing possibilities, which we've now been talking about for maybe three years or so. <laughs> oh, but it's going to happen.
2: It's going to happen. We do
0: have some actual material written. We just need to power through. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, just but just seeing how that goes. We're, we're
2: and, a year and a half writer's block,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Dang. It, it happens. It happens. Um, I do want to say, though, I... I know we need to do this and we said that we were gonna do this break the fourth wall, but man, it does stink talking about ourselves. I don't mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. We're not good at it. Well, in any case, so, if you have any interest in in helping us, three
2: north at gmail dot com. I would also really nice like do. I think this could just be maybe a natural fruit of this conversation, but I think in our our discernment here, I would extend yeah. Just a standing open invitation to I mean, I, I think Bishop Barron would go without saying, but also to Matthew McConaughey to be an actual guest, like talking not a guest. silent guest, but a talking guest mm-hmm. on the podcast. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm open to that. My mom got me his book for my birthday. Oh I yeah. haven't got yeah. it yet. I've heard it's, it's good. very good. Yeah, well, I've heard I it's
1: enjoyed good too. It. Oh nice. Yep. Yeah. Well what was well, hey, the- go ahead yeah you got it do you have a question rob
2: uh no i got got a i got a burning question okay all right i was just gonna say i think we should talk maybe just a little bit like even just to hear like hey what was like what was a a grace of many graces from last week in santa barbara for for you guys to extend but i want to hear your burning question first well
1: that was my burning question oh we have nice dude dude. (laughs) Dude. yeah
2: (laughs) was it really Man. Yeah, that was
1: literally my question. I wanted to know some graces from this past week. ESPN, man, for you guys. Dang, ESPN, <laughs> you're in my brain.
2: Well, you want to start, Rob? Yeah, sure. Um, I would. I said it a couple of times out there, but I honestly, just like the 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 pace of life, like the rhythm of life, able to to live, and but just the meals, like getting to hang out with you guys and. Um, you know, having lunch and dinner every day with Bishop Barron and Father Steve and like Joe and Doug joined us that one day, but um, just so much fun. It, it was it was honestly it was a big, big grace of um, just just kind of like sharing life in in that way, and um, like that's what meals should be, man. Just like it, fun and. Um, Connor, your impersonations, man, I did not realize you, you could nail the the mimicry so, so well. Um, but it was just good. And so I don't even I don't have much like past um, past that. And, you know, reading through like the, the Vatican II constitutions was there's a lot of fruit there, certainly. And in the conferences, like tons of graces, but if I had to to say like what was my favorite thing, of just simply like a life giving grace, it was just a just the just the meals, man, sharing meals and telling funny stories and doing impersonations and um, but having the like just the dialogues be um, yeah, fruitful, challenging, fruitful, good. That was that was it for me.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, all I, I would I would build off of
1: that and say. Uh, definitely meals and just like leisure time together was so fun, and specifically being able to see Bishop Barron do it as a priest and Father Gruno do it in community. Um, I guess it was a realization for me that uh, if like if the bishop can stop and enjoy breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, uh, and like l- really enjoy it, and just squeeze it in, um then I like, I need to do that same thing. If he can do it, then I can do it. You know, it's, so I'd usually just do like a, you know, before I'm going to bed, like shove a subway down my, down my mouth and or like get some fast food at lunch. And you're like, that's not, that's not a festive lunch. That's not how, that's not how we do it. And so seeing his example in that, uh, there's like a, a natural festivity to his life, which is really cool um and then also i guess i'd say seeing and, and listening to the good bishop out there and and father steve as well um th- there's such an amazing focus on mission uh that it's it's not a neglect like a, a neglect of self the way that they view mission and the church and going out and getting things done um it's super balanced. Uh, And I think there's a tendency that I fall into, and that probably a lot of people fall into, where it's like, hey, I got to take care of myself. And then we'll f- once I figure that out, then we can go out. And they kind of have a very fearless spirit. And it, I think it comes from a fruit of trust in the Lord. They're like, hey, we're missionaries, man. We just go out there and, and get it done. And, uh, and that doesn't mean that they neglect themselves. They still take time for prayer, but it seems like there's a really healthy balance of yeah, receiving from the Lord, but then also allowing that to flow out into mission. Um, and so he's just, a, he's a cool model of that. And I think he lives it really, really well. Not, not hyper focused on himself. Um, and yeah, I think that comes from obviously the gift of the Holy spirit to God and And preach and teach and share the gospel Um, so it was cool to see that model um, of priesthood as well like yeah we pray we come to know ourselves and know the Lord's love for us of course Um, but it can't stop there like we got to get we got to get going man Uh, there's a there's a mission that the Lord's inviting us into I, I I feel very very convicted that that's not just a good thing for the church or for the world, but that's a good thing for us as individuals to live into that mission as well. So it was cool to see that for me. It was a big grace. Yeah. We can't be in perpetual council.
0: Right. You have to do something. Well, to me, I mean, there's so many graces, but, uh, you know, as I reflect on, it's like what Bishop Barron has meant to me in my life. I, I realized that he was the first priest that I truly admired. You know, like I—it's not that I didn't uh, respect and admire my my pastors growing up and things like that, but he coming to my parish—I had no idea what a gift it was at the time. He was still a professor, but um, you know, I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. And he was this first priest that was like, Oh wow, this guy has really got something going on. I couldn't ever imagine being him because he's he's felt like such a, a freak of nature. He would tell the story of hearing Thomas Aquinas' five ways when he was fourteen and that's what inspired his vocation. I'm like, Oh well, I'm fourteen and that's never happened to me. So obviously he's like a Cardinal George figure where he knew he was gonna be a priest from the time he was little and um he's got this massive intellect and this ability to get up this confidence to speak with no notes and just have this really cogent argument. But I just loved listening to him talk. Um, and in many ways was like a model for the priesthood for me. Uh, even then when I went to college and, um, met priests that I I more could imagine myself being like, you know, not that they weren't well past me and above me in, in many natural and, um, grace ways, but, uh going into that, you know, just like by the time I was in seminary and he was a professor there, he was already like big word on fire, a pretty known figure. Um so he's always kind of felt a little bit at arm's length, but like this guy out there who, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you just really respect and you say, like, okay, that guy's really doing it. You know, he loves the priesthood. Um he's an effective evangelist, a great preacher. Um, but to me, like the invitation, the hospitality of just being in communion with him, uh, as a brother priest, as a spiritual son, hanging out in his house, watching movies, having festive lunch, um, taking our multitudes together, um, <laughs> you know, just like living this very the Spanish word sano, healthy, uh, but like with the, the, uh, the overtone of like sanity, you know? Like, this is just a sane existence. This man is, and, and Father Steve, and the way that the Word on Fire kind of people like Joe and Doug come by, and they're just like busy, industrious, <clears throat> mission focused people, but they do, like you both have said, take the time to be in communion with each other in a way that's like not self conscious, that's festive. You use this phrase natural festivity. I might use that as a title, but that's how I felt was like, there's just a, he puts out a vibe that's like, jokes are welcome here, you know, be yourself. Um, So to me, like coming off of IPF a few weeks ago, for me, that was sort of a nice little reset button on prayer in terms of like relationship identity mission, which is one of the key IPF um, ideas that your, your relationships are primary and your relationship of of all which is primary is to God who gives you an identity, which is a son, you know, a beloved, um, unconditionally loved or, you know, loved in a, in a faithful way that God never, he's the, he's the prodigal father. He's the, the good shepherd. Um, he wants what is best for me. And that, that, was so key for me in discerning the priesthood and being able to say yes to it. Myself was like, God is on my side here. This is not something I'm doing for him. It's something he's doing for me. Um, and so that sort of just like, com- not comfort in the, in the sense of like complacency, but a place of security and confidence in God and my relationship with him that, um, I'm not working towards earning it anything or like, um, the things i do in the particular mission that i've been given in the church it's not i'm not t- finally responsible for the outcome you know of everything going well i mean never, never making a mistake or or this bearing any sort of particular fruit that i expect or god expects this is just me co- cooperating with grace being his his son and um being loved by him and loving him back and offering myself as a gift and that's a beautiful place to be um rather than constantly anxious or neurotic or feeling like inadequate to the task. You know, sometimes you know this when you have a conversation and this is one of the graces of the podcast too, is that we, we tend, maybe it's because we know it's being recorded. We don't complain and gripe and mm. be negative, you know, like we, we do this kind of thing, share graces. And that's how I felt all week was um, the evil one was there like biting at me like, Oh, you're just, you're, you're taking a week off from the Newman center. You got this chapel going and blah, blah, blah you know, like, these little anxieties that are like, Oh man, you're not being good enough. And, uh, things might fall apart if you don't attend to them neurotically. But, but yeah, like your point about how, all that he's doing and the books that he's writing and things like for him to take an hour and a half every afternoon just to sit and talk about Vatican II and then also everyday festive lunch, everyday dinner, and then usually a movie if he doesn't have a convert confirmation, but even after the confirmation, we sat out in the back porch for another hour and a half and just chatted. Um, and he's, he is an extreme extrovert that that much is clear. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I did not realize that, but, and I, I recognize that I'm an introvert, but I know too, and this is one of the graces in this, this week after the retreat is that I can be more open. I can, I can be more of a man of communion like that. And, uh, it will be both beneficial to me and, To people around me, you know, I'll be a better priest and better priest to them. Yeah.
1: It was special, man. It was almost silly good. Santa Barbara in the
0: Persian garden. I got off the plane. I got out of the airport into the muggy Chicago heat. I was like, man. California, I can see why people move there.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, I'm gonna have to get going here and shortly. I think you do too, don't you, Rob? Uh, not this. I got the evening mass tonight, so I'm. Oh, I'll back you up, Mike. I got to get going. So this is all your fault, oh. man. Oh, oh. Okay.
1: Um, hey, I just had a thought, though. Why don't we? Do y'all want to try to do a clubhouse Bible study or not Bible study, homily prep thing sometime later this week? What, is that possible for you guys?
2: Um. Oh. Ooh.
1: Do you like a little 30 minute window?
2: Just a 30 minute. Uh, like a 30 minute. Hmm. I could do one o'clock tomorrow, Wednesday, Central. I can't do that. You can't do that. I can do that. I can't. Oh shoot! How about? I mean, tomorrow afternoon is pretty open. For me, it's
0: not as much, but I could do. Well, I could do two. No, I couldn't do that. I could do the morning and tomorrow. Will people be awake? That's a good question. Why don't we? Why don't we table it? Just, and I, I think it, um, it's a good Monday morning thing, if that's a, a time that normally works for you guys. Although. It, I can't do it next first. Monday though. Yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we do the normal three dogs north thing and kick it down the road until we get this board together? I we'll said, figure it out.
2: I think we just, let's do it. We can get one. We can get one here. Come on. How about a thirty a thirty minute? Because we have to have it out on the podcast so that people can know. Right, right. How about Come Thursday on,
1: afternoon? Guys. Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No, nope. got gotcha. you. Can't do it. frick
2: Yeah, do it. Oh, I Um, thought we had it there. What what, about Friday? Yeah, Friday. Friday. We Friday. Friday is a part of the week. Friday at (laughs) one Central. I may (gasps) potentially be in the car, so I don't know how the audio would be. Let's (gasps) do. How about How about Wednesday at two thirty Central? Can you do that?
0: Yeah, I can. I have a lunch, but I'll I'll cut it short. We'll make it festive. Don't cut you short. don't yeah. I know that's, hey, could, that's why I didn't want to do that.
2: Oh okay, could you do three central on Wednesday? I can do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Woo! You heard it here first, folks. Wednesday that's May twenty sixth at three PM Central. Join us on Clubhouse. Or don't
2: that, that's my anniversary. <laughs> it's up to you.
1: No way. Way. And you celebrate your anniversary you out there, me. Connor. seven years man that's amazing have you you've been a priest for seven years
2: yeah that's a long time holy cow seven good years I'm only three measly years on Wednesday Yeah, you'll get there
1: wow wow
2: I'm so glad I have wisdom figures like Bishop Barron (laughs) and (laughs) also older brothers that I know what not to do yeah that's right yeah (laughs) they went they went through school a few years before you and the teachers
0: all remember you as oh oh you're his brother (laughs) you're 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 nice though how did that happen you're a good person
1: (laughs) all right so may 26th at uh 3 p.m central 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific Mm
2: -hmm. if you're in the meantime I it's will also say game. I have no idea how to use this app. Like nothing. That's true. But oh, that's man. perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. The chances of this yeah. not going well, astronomically high. I'll ask is Becca. It, Becca knows how to do it. Is it a pretty easy app to use? I think so.
0: You may need an invite. If you haven't been invited to use Clubhouse, I don't think No, you no, no. We have. I know, but you, I'm saying the listeners. Oh. 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 So use your network. Get on LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: Subscribe. I hear a lot of podcasts say the word Patreon, so yeah. I'm just gonna throw that
2: out there. Oh, Patreon. Yeah. Click. Do we have content. a like button? Probably not on a podcast.
0: Well that's <laughs> the other thing is to talk about with the board. We I've deactivated our Twitter. We have zero social media presence, so
1: Oh man. Hit the bell for notifications. <laughs> is that so many people will say? Why don't you go ahead and smash that like button? Smash <laughs> Smash that like button. Nice. It's it's for the algorithms. Yeah. I, that's another thing people say is there's lots of algorithms going on. Well, good, guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, then I'll talk to you guys on Thursday.
2: Awesome. Cool. Is it Thursday? No, it's Wednesday.
1: Oh, Hang frick. on. Is
2: it Wednesday? <laughs> it's Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wednesday
1: at 4 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Mountain Western time. Right.
2: What time is it in Paris, in case we have any listeners? That would be 10 p.m. Paris time. Nice. 10 p.m. In bed. Paris? That is how we will have to advertise, though, is everything will be in Paris time from here on out. <laughs> okay, that works.
1: That makes sense to me. That makes
2: sense. <laughs> okay,
1: I got to get going. Guys. All right, later, guys. See ya. See ya.
2: dogs spring dogs
1: good girl